Got a brand new oh, pair of roller skates. They help me get around. It's like yes. R O L E L L E R S K A T E S. Gwen Stefani um, was maybe the best thing that ever happened to the early 2000s. Uh, Rest in peace, Queen. She had a rare blood disease. Is she dead? Yes. No, she isn't. <laughs> She's not. I like to lie. And you should know that about me by now. I'm a storyteller. I tell stories. Max's computer exploded. Like J.R.R. Tolkien. It did. It just turned off. And if it... I was going to say something, but I won't won't say... If I say it, will you bleep it out? Uh Uh-oh. What is it about? Do you want me to just say it? And then if it's bad, you could... Okay. If if it happens again, it will drive me to cut. Sorry. (laughs) We're not bleeping that. Can I say? I feel like I mean I did definitely self harm as a kid. Yeah. And and speaking of childhood, so that's my joke. So that's my joke to make. Okay. Well, I don't. I don't know some of the people that listen to the podcast. Everyone cuts bitterly. Everyone cuts. That should be a kids' book too. Yeah. But um, yeah, I did. I don't think I liked myself much as a teen. Mm. Um, and I did it for God really because he was like, "You're gay." I have a burn on my shoulder that I self-inflicted. Can you see it? I tell that I tell people that about my acne scars too. Sometimes <laughs> my cystic <laughs> acne. Did you do it with a a? Do you have cystic acne too? No. Uh, no. Oh, I thought we had something in common. <laughs> um, I got all excited. Let's talk about that, girl. <laughs> That's going to be my number, my first choice. What contributed to your childhood sense of humor? Oh, my cystic acne. Because I had to develop it as a defense mechanism against girls at the Have pool. Have you, to make them go away, did you wear a shirt? I was a fat kid, I wore a shirt. I was a fat kid with cystic acne, I did not wear a shirt. You were a fat kid? I told you this several times. I was like 220 no. pounds when I was younger. You're a lying sack lying. of poop. No, but I'm six foot three, so obviously I wore that weight well. Okay. So were you actually a fat? Kid? I was 220 pounds. That's genuinely true. I was a chubby little boy, and oh. one day my, I went upstairs and I wasn't wearing a shirt before church, and my dad saw mm, me. You did say that. I told you this, and my dad saw me, and he put his hand on my stomach, and he went. <gasps> yeah, I didn't know you were and fat I at the time. I thought he disorder. was just doing it. Um, oh, that's cool. Yeah. That's very 90s. Thanks, Dad. Look how skinny I am now. Look at Max is very skinny. True. I'm a skinny legend. I'm a skinny queen, skinny Versace. Skinny God. Boots, Maybe boots, you're going to gain. You're a secret gainer. No, I'm a secret loser. <laughs> no, um, <laughs> I have hyperthyroidism and high-risk homosexual behavior. Those were my two diagnoses when I went to get oh, tested. Oh, yeah. And um, so I probably won't gain much weight but i will die young like all the best girls hey. do gwen stefani shout out um shout out to gwen stefani r.i.p shout out queen um i don't have any funny stories for you you said I well, played how did volleyball you burn your shoulder oh i i when i was like 13 i heated up a swiss army knife uh the dull edge of a knife and i made an x in my shoulder I was a little skateboarder punk kid. Mm. 
And I was like, I'm straight edge now. No more drugs. Because I did a lot of drugs as a kid. At 13? And then I... Thir- well, I started doing acid at 13. The lifestyles of the rich and famous. <laughs> and then I was like, wait, that's like not... I'm not straight edge. I like drugs. Oh. And then I got a circular paper paper clip and i put a circle around it for to X-Men. get rid of the x a little bit oh that's kind of yeah, cool. for x-men well thanks so much for sharing that story so anyway i was at the pool and i was thank you guys for listening i was 220 pounds and i had cystic acne and these two girls were sitting next to me because there were very limited beach chairs little beach chairs at mm-hmm. the pool and they were sitting next to me and one of the girls kind of like leaned back for a second and she saw my back and she says quite mm-hmm. loudly to her friend oh my gosh i just saw something really gross and you were like, Fuck. and she looked, she she like was trying to be discreet about it, and she like tapped her friend. She like whispered something to her, and then both of them like I can't show this. This is obviously a podcast, but they both like leaned back, <laughs> and I said, and I said to them, because I obviously they're talking about me, and I said, um, I actually have a rare skin condition. I probably won't live past the age of twenty. Yeah, and they went, oh, that's amazing. I'm so sorry. <laughs> So I said that to them. So that's part of how I developed my sense of humor as a very, child. Very early, early thoughts like that. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I was like, I was like, early snapbacks. Really rude to people. I was very mean as a kid. Oh, you were? Oh, yes. I hated people. I would do fucked mm. up stuff to people when I was a kid. Oh, this one kid called me poor because I was eating fried rice out of a bag at summer camp. How, wait, but how do you eat fried rice out of a bag? Don't you do it too, Doug. <laughs> My mom made fried rice for me. She put it in a little container, but she only gave me a bag, like a plastic bag to contain it. And she was she oh, meant okay. to put a bowl in there for me to pour the rice into the into the bowl, but she didn't. She just put she just put the bag in there. So I had a little fork and I was eating fried rice out of a bag and he said, "You're eating rice out of a bag." And I said, and I said, yeah. And he said, that's what poor people do. That's what he said. And we were kind of like, like friends, but like he was really kind of a bully. And I Uh looked at him and I spit my rice into his face. I said, that's what poor people do. Wow. That's a really good. It was, I was mean. I wouldn't know what to do with that. Oh, I was, I was like slow and angry. Uh -uh, I was, I was not, I wasn't mean though. But I didn't have friends, so it's not like I was cool. I was just mean. I didn't really have friends until like fourth grade, fifth grade. I didn't have friends until we started this podcast. And now you have to be my friend because we record a podcast together. Yeah, you're trapped. Yeah, it took me a little while. But here I am at the young age of 22 years old. Oh, Maximus, it's been a week. It's been a week and a half. Yes, indeed it has. Um, I guess I'll take over while you apply that lip gloss. Welcome to the mini. Today we're going to talk about movies that shaped our comedy. Yes, yes, yes. Well, let's say media, though, just to just to clarify. Media. We, yeah, we're going to do like it can be anything, any form of media or entertainment, I think can, yeah. we can use. As and an let example. us know what your, you know, drop it off and our Dropbox and our, yeah, um, jizz it out in the comment section below. 
<laughs> just right below like and subscribe yes this, under this video um let loose your curdled cream queens and tell us what you used to consume as children cream gross yuck but doug should we go back and forth like uh this is one this is two let's say we have like five all together airplane oh my god Airplane was an early one for me and where I laughed a lot. And the jokes are like endless and there's so much wordplay in yes. it that it's that just like genius wordplay. Yes. Very dad joke, like dad joke origin film or whatever, but like really good writing. And I was talking to my friend about this movie and it, it holds up better than like 30 rock does weirdly like watching it again there are there it's not as problematic as one might expect from a 90 or 80s comedy yeah, yeah i don't really remember. there are there are problematic moments but it's not like maybe the jive stuff but that's basically that's it. but it's also like we somehow feels respectful in that moment right um I don't know. The gay stuff but I just is fucking love that. a little problematic, but I don't mind because I don't like True. <laughs> yeah, like, I don't mind the gay because that Turkish character prison? is iconic. Have you ever been to a the, Oh, that prison? is problematic. Yeah, the, the molestation. Yeah. But the gay character that's like, that's like, what do you make of this, Leon? And he's like, I could make a blouse. I could make a skirt. <laughs> he like makes all these different things out of the yeah, newspaper. It's funny. Handed. It's funny cuz it's not it doesn't really feel mean-spirited even though it's poking fun. And I think it could have been mm-hmm. really easy for like any of the minorities that are targeted by the comedy. It could have been like really mean, but it's not. Yeah, it's like it just stays yeah. funny. It stays cute and fun. And um oh my god. That that's a big one for me too, I think. Um especially where he goes, I picked the wrong day to stop sniffing glue. Yeah. I say that so, all the time so still. Gosh. I still say that. I picked the wrong... And I'll just make something up. Oh, I picked the wrong day to stop smoking K2. Like that kind of... Just... Yeah. Just say he's like daddies too. Like early oh daddies. Yeah. That I'm like, why am I like turned on by this grumpy old man? Yeah. Like what? Anytime someone you know is what I mean? stern with someone younger... You're like, ooh. Nothing can protect them from me. <laughs> Um, so yeah, there, there's one. Number one. So my number one's going to be a comic strip. Kelvin a movie and called a comic strip? Oh, Hobbs okay. was yes. huge for me because it was the first time that I had really related to a character in media, I think, was to Kelvin from mm. Kelvin and Hobbs. And he was very creative. He was always in trouble. Mm. And he was a bit of a loner who preferred the company of a stuffed animal to human to human beings, which was mm-hmm. very relatable for me because I used to um, be like that yeah. very much. And my dream job yeah. as a kid was to play Kelvin in like a was in like an animated series. And then I found out that Bill mm. Watterson, the creator of Kelvin and Hobbes, was like, there will never be anything that exists in this franchise that is outside of my control, not even merchandise. And then he moved to a compound like Laurie Strode in the Halloween reboot. Oh. Like Michael Myers was going to come get him or something. Yeah, he was a very, very, like, antisocial person. 
Yeah. And so I related to all that. And I think that crafted, kind of like, not crafted, but like that definitely contributed to my sense of humor was just like the weird sort of out of pocket ADHD shit that Kelvin would say from that. uh, Yeah. There are some good ones from that era. Yeah. Like, uh, Far Side or whatever. Oh, I was I really obsessed with Far Side too. I picked one comic so strip, good. but like Far Side, Calvin and Hobbes, um, mm. and like a lot of those other comics were like ones that I Garfield read. is corny as hell, but yeah. like I had all the books and I read them. I never had Garfield <laughs> so books. Easy. I was actually not allowed to read Garfield. Hmm. My parents would be like, they give me the newspaper and they gay? said like, we can tell where you're looking, and if you look at the Garfield one. We're gonna whip you in the They did. Yes. That's really out of control. It is weird. They were really weird. My parents were definitely weird when I was growing up, and I think that that would Mm. be like Christian propaganda and violence also contributed to my sense Mm. of humor. But they, but I, I didn't. That's not media. Yeah. The Bible. Oh jeez. That's that is that's really funny. Yeah, that's the living word of God. So I can't really use that. (laughs) um so okay um okay i have a random one i had a this really bully neighbor that i was like friends with Uh growing up but he had like great movies like i'd go over and watch like movies that i'd never heard of yes yes he's kind of like a a hard guy like whatever yeah um and he was really into like black comedies Uh in the 90s um, like I'm gonna get you, sucker. I think I've I watched like three times when I was a child. So that was I like a, watched that. Um, I think so. It is so funny. It is hilarious. Is that like don't be a menace while you're drinking your juice in the hood? Kind yeah, of stuff? Yeah, yeah, it's like an early, early re- version of that. Yeah, like kind that of. type of parody movie. Like it was the Wayans, like OG Wayans, yeah. okay, and there's yeah. like uh, Chris Rock. I think it's his first appearance in a movie. He has a really funny cameo in it. And there's this one, like one scene, (laughs) there's a a prostitute meeting with one of the main characters. Uh And she's like, just really obsessed with the concept that he has a 12 inch dick. And she's like, I'm going to take all 12 inches. (laughs) He's like, "Mm -hmm." and eventually he's like, I don't, I need to come clean. I like, they're finally at her house. He's like, I don't have a 12 inch dick. She's like, "Mm, that's okay. You know what? I have something to get off my chest. Like, these are fake and pops off a plate and then, like she's like so is this and like rips her hair off and like so is this and like rips a, like her fake leg off so at the end he's like ah, like running yeah, away yeah. and she's like hopping after him it's like just really absurd yeah like funny shit it's really good i miss parody movies so much like where it was just mm. like like even to the point where I would be like i would rather watch like epic movie over some of the comedies that come out now that are like smart I just want to see like as many jokes as possible that you try to fit into one one and a half hour movie and like get comedy, make comedy funny again, make comedy yeah. jokes again. You know, I'm not sure what slogan yeah. I'm, I'm sort like, of parodying what do you mean? there. Oh no, that's a political one, isn't it? Make America Great Again is where that comes from. Make comedy oh, funny yeah. again. That's what I want to see. So I agree. No, like, nuanced, like, Mm-mm. I mean, I love me a nuanced dark comedy about, like, a, a you know, a lesbian and a bad family in, yeah. in, like, Cincinnati or whatever, but, like, also make a 
give me something funny. Yes, 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 yes. That's I mean it's like come on now. Like let me in, let me experience joy here. Like it's like it's like oh, here's a For comedy, once. here's a comedy. The the comedy movie is Columbus starring John Cho and it's like that movie's about a woman whose mom was addicted to crack and so she has commitment issues. Why'd you put that as a comedy on Hulu? That's not a comedy. This is a drama. John Cho was in a stoner comedy 12 years ago. Let it go, Hulu. Mm. So, no, I totally agree, though. Okay, so what's yours? Okay, so my second one is going to be, I think, maybe a little unexpected. I'm just going to say, like, old movies in general. Can I say that and kind of make it, like, a category? In what what sense, I guess? So, the movies, like, old Marilyn Monroe comedies were, like, my shit when I was a Mm. kid. Like, some like, like it gentlemen hot. Gentlemen prefer blonde. Gentlemen prefer blonde. Seven year itch. Um, and the biggest one was How, how to Marry a Millionaire. Mm. And that movie, it's like, it's like three beautiful women who want to marry rich people. And um, only one of them does by accident. And that's like kind of how it is. Mm. It's just such a well-written movie. I think it's amazing, like perfect. And it's probably my favorite Marilyn Monroe comedy. Everybody's going to say, oh, no, Some Like It Hot is the best movie. No, girl. How to Marry a Millionaire is way funnier. I don't care what you say. So How to Marry a Millionaire, Marilyn Monroe's performance in that movie and the way that she plays dumb so smart is, Mm. I think, my entire comedy persona now. Mm. Where it's like, she'll be like, okay, wow. Her voice is like, She's like, I just wanted to go to the barbershop. It's like, it's like the way she talks and she sounds so stupid, but the jokes that she's making and delivering are so fucking smart. She is maybe uh, one of the okay. best comedians of all time. Marilyn Monroe. Genuinely, wow. I believe this. This is a surprisingly old-timey gay streak of you. I don't Marilyn know, girl. Monroe I don't know what film. to say. Like That is Marilyn Monroe is maybe my favorite comedian. That, and I'm mm. not kidding. I'm not kidding. She's so yeah. fucking funny. And then if... Okay, I'll watch How to Marry a Millionaire. Oh, definitely do. Watch all those. Uh, she's so good. Her comedic timing yeah. and, and persona is so intelligent and fucking smart and funny. And people just did not give her credit because she was too pretty to be funny. Which is true. Yeah. And that's what she gets. Like, she had to die young. Hmm. We had to sacrifice her to history. Ugh. <sighs> Poor thing. Shout out Gwen Stefani. Shout out R.I.P. Gwen. Um, Damn. It's really like, it's interesting where, when, at what point in your life, like things hit you for movies. Like, like if in like early college idiot days, like scary movie, like scary movie too. When you're like, you're like the target audience for those movies. Yeah, definitely. They're actually like very funny also, but it helps when you're like scary movie one and two, especially you're being targeted are really Yeah, one and two. Great. Like they're very funny. It loses it a little. Well, it also got downgraded to PG 13 at that point. Oh, so it's like, mm. Selling out a bit. You can see the money moving in. Mm-hmm. David Cross. No, wait. Is he in it? Mm, yeah. Is he? Yes. I don't remember. Yeah. He's like in a wheelchair. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> that is hilarious. Now, that's what I call comedy in the early 2000s. <laughs> um, um, so that's my... I guess I'm going to say targeted parody movies of the like... Mm-hmm. 
early 2000s when I was the age for them. Yeah. I actually like really love them. They're pretty base level, like stupid shit. Yeah. But Anna Ferris, her face. She, I love her face. She's the Marilyn Monroe My friend of the hates modern her. era. You, you don't like Anna Ferris? No, I'm just kidding. She, I, I feel bad because it's like if your friend's like cool and supportive and she listens to the podcast, she's like, oh, I guess I'll kill myself. It's like, that's not funny. Like, yeah. we're joking. I don't know who you are, friend. I just like Anna Ferris a lot and I apologize. Yeah. In smiley it's, face. It's hard to really like, yeah, I really like support yeah. her. Smiley face, yeah. Oh, it's such she's a good great. movie. I think you've already recommended that one, so let's not dwell for too long, mm-hmm. but... Yeah. I love them. Okay, movie. you go. Okay, um, so my next one's going to be, I think, again, well, maybe I'll do a college one. One from college, because you gave a college okay. one. So it's like I did the childhood ones. Yeah. From college, I would say, like, a big a big thing for me was, have you heard of five-second films? No. It's pre-Vine. And they okay. basically, every single day, they would make a different movie that was literally five seconds long. With like an intro slide and an outro, so it was seven seconds altogether. But this is pre-Vine, and they were sort of a big mm. deal online for a little while. And some of their jokes were delivered so well within five seconds that it was unbelievable. Okay. And so that was like a huge thing for me was like condensing that sort of comedy into that amount of space. It's like that mm-hmm. came in handy later on when I started doing TikTok. I never did Vine, but um, yeah, some of them were so fucking funny. There was one where it's like. He's dressed as a magician and like a pregnant woman comes up and he's Mm -hmm. like, I'm going to make your baby disappear. And he touches her stomach and it was obviously a balloon that pops. Yeah. And then she goes, oh my God, my baby. And then it cuts to him and he's pulling a fetus out of his mouth. (laughs) I was like, it was so good. It like that type of joke. It was so fucking funny. And then there's one where it's like, it's like, Robo dog, speak, or like Robo dog, speak, and the and it's like a robot dog, and it's like bark, 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 and then it starts flying away. It just starts floating away, and then he goes fuck, and that's the end of it. Oh, I think I've seen that one. Yeah, and it's like stuff like that. It was just like it was just such like a funny, early creative joke. thing. Yeah, yeah, early internet it was stuff. Early internet, definitely, yeah. definitely had its that's effect. Um, okay, I'm gonna say this might be my last one or Tyler not, but Caddyshack. Oh yeah, I watched that a lot as a kid. Oh yeah, <clears throat> it was one of my dad's favorite movies, and so we just it would come on a lot. Yeah, and Bill Murray is great in it. Chevy Chase is great, even though like I guess he's a full piece of shit. Yeah, he's like asshole. a weird freak. Yeah, which sucks because he's like funny. Yeah, I mean a lot. I feel like a lot of people Rodney who are good at Dangerfield. Oh yeah, yeah, that, that's true. Um, Rodney did just great funny. movie, great movie, great movie, classic. Yeah. Um, okay, so this will be my last one then. So we've got to four. Should we round it out with a yeah. five and just come up with something? Okay. I mean, why not? Just think of something while I'm talking. Yeah, you don't yeah. even have to engage. But my number four is going to be again. I think this is like a weird one. Um, Paddington Bear, the original series of books. Okay. My dad used to read those to us, and we wouldn't even get them that much because we were like little, little, little kids. I just remember my dad laughing so hard that he couldn't finish reading the chapters. And like, that's how funny they were. And I loved the concept of like adopting this little bear that you find in like a, on like a British train station, train stop 
platform, whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, I think that that in general, like we used to have like all these different stuffed animals and we would come up with different personalities for them and names and stuff. And I think that that was like a huge thing in terms of just like the creativity that we had to sort of develop because we weren't allowed to watch television as kids. Um, okay. And so, yeah, we had like a Paddington bear and like all this different stuff. So I don't know. I think that just like contributed a lot to like our creativity as like siblings in general. But it, I just remember mm. my dad laughing so hard that his like tears were coming out of his eyes and he could not finish reading the chapters. So we like never even finished mm. the books. Um, and that's just like a joy. It's like nice to see your dad laugh like that. Oh yeah, you know? definitely. As a kid, it's like oh happiness. I still get that. Like if it's like if I show my dad something that makes him laugh really hard, I still get that little like mm-hmm. yeah, I did it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so that was a big one. Um, I'm trying to think of what has like made me laugh. Where I'm like, holy shit, bro. Think of something other than a movie. I mean, there has to be something other than a movie for you. A TV show. Max's TikToks. That is not, you're not a little boy, Doug. Yeah, I am. No, Doug. You're an adult man with a with a retirement plan. You know what's plan. gross? Hmm. I, I, I liked Zoolander a lot. Hmm. That, when it came out. Who says that's It, it is a bad movie no. now. It's just not as good as I remember. When I watched it, I'm like, well, I guess a lot of movies took from it. The the way they created the characters in that movie, those iconic Mm -hmm. characters, is probably better than the movie. But those are two of the funniest characters, I think, that have ever existed in movies. I figured it out. Okay. It's Brady Bunch movie. Yes. I I fucking... That movie cracked me up so... I love how... the kind of surreal setup of it, of them existing in the 90s yeah. or whatever, like as a 70s or 60s corny ass family, right. like dealing with like lesbians and like whatever, yeah. just like all that movie. I was r- so obsessed with Jam mm-hmm. and I and I'm so bummed that her career wasn't massive because yeah. she was f- it's just like a, the whole movie is Jan and Marsha like basically battling like comedic faces like and that like i like love the subtlety there's such like subtlety in how they deliver lines yeah that like really i think informed a lot of like how i try and be funny yeah 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 i I think that's definitely like kind of what we're looking for too is like the things you can kind of trace back and like figure out like oh this is where this came from um so good yeah definitely (laughs) i always watch that that was like on nickelodeon a lot when I would be at my friend's mm. house, that movie would be on there. So I feel like I've never watched it all the way through, and I've just seen it in pieces. Mm. But I remember it was like it's also pretty meta, isn't it? Yeah, because they like it's, go it's to like Hollywood or something, and then it's like they're in the '80s, but they're acting like the '60s sitcom family. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. They're well. They like live in LA, mm-hmm. and they're just are exist as a '60s family, and it's like '95. Yeah. They're like. At a public school in LA, and it's 1995, yeah. and they're still like their 60s self. Yeah, yeah. See, I think I think I remember uh, that being like the first kind of meta like, movie that I watched. Mar Jan's uh, Marsha's best friend is actually a lesbian who like wants to sleep with her, but like Marsha doesn't know that, so that she's like <laughs> keeps trying to like have sex with her. Yeah, see, like that kind of it's stuff really is just like funny. very funny. Um, okay, so I'm gonna pick for my final one um, Weird Al's whole discography. 
Oh, okay. That yeah. was a big deal for yeah. me. There was that one song yeah. where it's like, I would quote it all the time, where it's like, that one song that's like about Tanya Harding, mm. where it's like different like headlines. I can't even remember what song it was parodying, but there's like a part where it's like, and one night she cut off his mm. wiener and then it's like that oh, shit. Like they, he tells um, the Bobbit story. The, yeah. It, I mean mm. that shit. I just remember like I'm sitting there. We were at a, we were on a picnic blanket in Chicago when we're listening to this and my friend yeah. had a CD player and he's playing this for us and we were just fucking dying. And we'd always sing like, she broke she broke both her kneecaps it's like that kind of shit and then <laughs> yeah. the song albuquerque by weird al it's a 12 minute like rock opera oh my god oh i had that whole thing memorized and i performed it at a talent show that's hilarious it was crazy i don't remember if i won he anything, was good but yeah weird Al was like I, a big deal for me he's fat was a big one in our household yeah he's fat he, I, or I'm fat. I'm, I'm fat. fat. You know, know it. it. And then for really, more than really just fat. your sense of humor. Yeah. Yeah. And now that's the only type of people I. Yeah, watching Weird Al blow up yeah. in that video from Skinny to yeah, Fat. Yeah, yeah, you're Wow. Like, I bet a lot of gainers watch that and are like, oh, fuck yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you don't know gainers, go look it up. Yeah. I don't care. Google it. Um, become that's a feeder, fun. Kings. Yeah, get big. Get Die big, trying. baby. Um, so I think that's a good little mini app, isn't it? Yeah, this has been a great mini app. Good little mini episode. Good mini app. Good. Well, thank you all, all right. for listening so much. Please download Rough Take the app and Thanks. also follow us on our TikTok platform. And we may have some <laughs> YouTube content coming soon as well, kings and queens. Video. Um, Videos and a um, concept album. We can't release uh, well, that yet. We can't release the concept album yet, Doug. We only have a concept. That's all. It's about taking all right. an Uber home, though, and it's an electro pop album. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's all we'll say. That's all we'll say. Our okay. spicy little content. And check out Doug's <laughs> OnlyFans. Um, yep. And it's called Feet, Feet, Belly, and Sandwiches. And his LinkedIn. Yep. Same. Same title. Bye. Bye.